0: Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. I just want to pray before we start and um, just say thank you so much, Lord, for the fact that you are great and that you are awesome. And Jesus, I just want to ask that today, by your Spirit, Lord, that we might see you, you might open our eyes to behold wondrous things from your Word, and that Jesus, I really pray that this morning, that faith will be stirred, that faith will be saved, and that faith will be challenged, Lord, so that together we might hasten the day of your coming. That, Jesus, we will see your kingdom come and your will being done on earth as it is in heaven, and that you would find amongst us willing servants in the day of your power. In Jesus' name, amen. It's a, a great it's always a great privilege to be able to share the word, um, and i 'm really excited for what i 've got to bring this morning um, and this morning what i 'm going to be sharing uh, the title of it is "To the one who conquers," and um, it's this great phrase that if you 'll have been reading the letters as we 've been going through the letters of the churches you 'll have seen this phrase come up quite a lot um, because this phrase to the one who conquers," at least in my version of the Bible the CSB um, it, uh, it recurs time and time again when Jesus is talking about the rewards that are on offer to the churches if they remain faithful. Right, right. Yeah. And um, when we look at the letters, when we go through them, basically it's a recurring pattern of challenges and opportunities to the churches. Some might call them chop- opportunities. I don't know who they are, but you know they might use that phrase. Um, these challenges and opportunities that recur again and again and again and again I would say boil down to this simple challenge, which is remain faithful to Christ. And this simple, not always easy, but simple um, uh, antidote to that, which is repent and be faithful. (laughs) Do the right things. Do what Christ has told you to do. Remain faithful and turn around and think differently. The church had become unfaithful. The different churches had become unfaithful through different ways. Uh, complacency, yeah. tolerating evil, compromise. And then, the again, the solution is always very similar. Repent, change your mind, act differently, be faithful. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason I'm, I'm kind of restating that is because it is simple. Yes. God, God doesn't require from us something different as we grow in our faith than he required from us at the beginning. Okay. It's always the same thing. I'm thinking this way, I need to change my thinking, turn around and move in a different direction. Okay, so it's simple. God doesn't change the rule book on us. Yeah, that's good. And the opportunity that comes if we remain faithful is to become conquerors. Conquerors, okay? We might even get some insights into this morning how we overcome. Anybody sa- sang that song and wondered, how do we overcome? This is how we overcome? How do we overcome? Well, we're going to find out today some ideas of how we can overcome, how we can be these conquerors that Christ calls us to be. And so how many of us have watched uh, from our series online of things that make you go, hmm, um, something Messiah's miss- it has got a Long and complicated title that they go through, but things that make you go hmm from Will and Rich, and specifically the Rewards and Riches video. Anybody watched that yet? Anybody stirred by those rewards on offer for us? What I'm going to do this morning is for those of you who have seen that, it'll be a quick recap. For those of you who haven't seen it, it'll be a little teaser, and I'd encourage you to go and watch that um, because you'll be really stirred as you see the imagery in the scriptures and the opportunities for us in these rewards. So, we're going to take a whistle-stop tour through these. And uh, so, in Revelation 2, verse 7, they'll be up on the screen? Yes, they will. Fantastic. Okay, Revelation 2, verse 7. Let anyone who has ears to hear, listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who conquers, I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. And this scripture speaks of honour that God will bestow upon those who, um, who are faithful and who conquer. Revelation 2, verse 11. I'm not going to give you too much information. I don't want any spoilers, you know, for, uh, if you go back and watch uh, Will and uh, the Messiah's Missives, yeah. Revelation 2, verse 11. Let anyone who has ears um, to hear, listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who conquers will never be harmed by the second death. Wow. Life and life in abundance. To the one who conquers, Revelation two verse seventeen. Let anyone who has ears to hear listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who conquers, I will give um, some of the hidden manna. This speaks of revelation from heaven. I will also give to him a white stone, and on this stone a new name inscribed that no one knows except the one who receives it. Again, speaking of honor that is bestowed upon the one who conquers. Revelation two twenty six to the one who conquers and who keeps my works to the end I give them authority over the nations. There's rule on on offer for us yeah, that's right. if we are faithful to the end. Yeah. Revelation three verse five in the same way the one who conquers will be dressed in white clothes. This speaks of glory, glorious white robes from heaven. And I will never erase his name from the book of life, but will acknowledge his name before my Father and before his angels. Imagine that Jesus, letting the Father know who you are. What could be more honourable? How could we be given more honour by Jesus than for him to acknowledge us in this way? Revelation 3 verse 12, To the one who conquers I will make a pillar in the temple of my God. Glory, This speaks of, and he will never go out again, and I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God and my new name. Again, he grants to us revelation poured out from heaven. Revelation 3.21, to the one who conquers, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne just as I also conquered and sat down with my father on his throne rule again on opportunity for uh, an opportunity for us revelation 2 verse 7 let anyone who has ears to hear listen to what the spirit says to the churches to the uh oh, sorry i've read that one and okay there we go sorry <laughs> i copy and pasted those twice now the reason i've read those again is because i want to frame the fact that we have the opportunity for these rewards And so the question I then ask of myself is, well, how do I conquer? Because I want to conquer, because look at all that. (laughs) I definitely want to be in that conquering section. I want to be one who conquers. And I know as I read through these scriptures, I see that that speaks of remaining faithful and enduring to the end. But then I ask the question, well, how do I remain faithful to the end? How do I keep going strong? when there's so many opportunities and challenges that might be presented to me because when I look at the scriptures I'm thinking well these guys haven't remained faithful some of these people you know that that are spoken of so well started so greatly and yet God is willing to spew them out of his mouth these are these are challenging situations and I don't I'm not going to pretend that I'm immune from them Mm -hmm. if if these churches had these challenges then there's every chance that that could happen to me if I'm not careful and I don't guard my faith, if I don't remain faithful. And so I want to conquer, I want to remain faithful. And so what does that mean? Well, this word conquer, um, it's the word "nikal," And um, it's this, this word has the sense of Um, Christ being victorious over his foes and overcoming it it speaks of um, Christians enduring to the end it's about subduing or conquering overcoming prevailing but as I was reading this word and reading it in context again and again there's other words that are used for overcoming but this one really speaks of you know the phrase you may have won the battle but you've not won the war this speaks of winning the war this isn't this isn't just about I won that battle this is about I won the final fight. Yeah. I won what mattered. Okay? And so let's not get so wrapped up in battles that we lose the war. Let's not, but also we've got to hold intention. Certain battles need to be won to win the war. <laughs> but this this word speaks of a final conquering and enduring to the end. And as I was thinking about that and praying about that, and I, I just I can't stress this enough, and I really feel a burden for this this morning. Please, 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 none of us, let's not play around with our faith at any point during our lives. Never. (laughs) You know, when you're in the height of your career, when it's taking a lot of hours, when you've worked your way up the ladder, it can be really easy for your faith to take a step back. When you've got young children in the home and sleep is pretty precious and there's all these challenges going on, it can be really easy for faith to take a back step. When you're in college and you're surrounded by people who are living totally differently to you and proud of it, and actually more and more, you guys, as you step out and you look different, you get a stick for it and you get flack for it. It can be hard, but don't play around with it. Let's not at any point ever play around with our faith. Ever let's remain faithful. If you believe it, live it. No compromise, no nothing in between. If you believe it, live it. And if you don't believe it, if you have questions, if you're wondering about this and that and it is stopping you in any way, talk about it. Don't push that down, don't push it to one side, don't let your faith fade, don't let your faith um, just fizzle. Because if you don't have those questions answered, if you don't talk to the Lord about it, if you don't ask for help, then you're only moving in one direction. It's not positively. (laughs) If you believe it, live it. If you don't, ask for help. You're not on your own. Don't harden your heart to what God wants to say. Do you know, it doesn't matter where your faith has been. And hear me rightly when I say this. It doesn't matter where your faith is at today. In this moment. In the sense that what matters is where you end up. And if you're sitting here today and you are just asking questions and you are just unsure and your head is scrambled about what you believe and you've got questions that you cannot answer, that is okay. But don't let it end like that. Don't let that be where you end up. Become a conqueror. Ask the questions. Find your faith again. Because you know what? When you conquer, when you make it to the end, when you hear Jesus say, well done, good and faithful servant, on that day that you meet him, he is not going to be bringing up when your faith was weak. He's going to be concerned where it ended. He's going to be concerned where it ended. So, let's get into that. How are we staying strong? How are we strengthening ourselves? And there's loads of different things I'm sure I could say, but I've just got four, uh, three, actually, main points that I would like to talk about in How to Conquer. And I, what I did was I went and I just looked in other parts of Scripture. That's dropped very low. Bear with me. Um, I just went and looked in other parts of Scripture about how Jesus, uh, how this word is used, this conquering word is used, to give us some insight into what Jesus meant for us to be as conquerors. Okay? So, John six, thirty-three, if we can turn there. John six, thirty three. I have told you these things so that in me. You may have peace. You will have suffering in this world. Be courageous. I have conquered the world. And what I want to say about this scripture is this. Know who God really is. Know who God really is. When you feel hurt, know that he's good. When you're suffering, know that he's a conqueror. When you're in pain, know that he's your comfort. When you feel guilty, know that he is your righteousness. When you feel weak, know that he is your strength. When you feel rebellious, I don't know if it's just me sometimes, when you feel rebellious, know he's the judge. When you feel tempted, know he's your Lord. It's important that we have a healthy fear of God. That we, uh, I was talking to Lauren recently, and, and she will often remind me of this. One day, we will stand before God and give an account for this decision. <laughs> and I love her for that, because it's true. I'm not scared of being punished, and neither is she. We're not, we're not scared that God is going to wag his finger at us and tell us off. But what we have a healthy fear of, God, I, I, you've entrusted me with so much, and I love you with everything I have. And, God, I don't want to do anything with my life other than bless you. And I have a healthy fear of the Lord in that. I know that he's my judge. I know that he is my Lord. And you know, for him to overcome also means something magnificent for us, which is that we are then overcomers. 1 John 5.5 Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one that believes that Jesus is the Son of God. In his conquest, we are conquerors. It's in him that as we remain humble as we submit ourselves to him and his conquering, that we become conquerors. And all that is required of us is to believe him and believe in who he is. He passes his conquest onto us. We have to read this. It is a different word that is used for, uh, for conqueror here, but we've got to read it. Romans eight thirty six to 37. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword. For as it is written, for your sake, we face death all the day long. We are considered as uh, sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Through him, through him who loved us. That's how we conquer. We conquer in him. But if we don't know who he really is, then who are we conquering through? If we make God in our own image, it's not him that's conquered. It's Jesus as he reveals himself in his word. It's Jesus and how he presents himself and how he shows himself. That is the God who we worship. That's the God who allows us to conquer. So it's important that we know exactly who he is. The second thing I want to say is in 1 John 5, it's from 1 John 5.4. If you want to turn there. It says that <clears throat> 1 John 5 4 because whatever has been born of God conquers the world this is the victory that has conquered the world is it Jesus is it God the Father is it the Holy Spirit being poured out no our faith this is the victory our faith yeah. right. I would, I, I, do you ever read scripture sometimes and read it again and you're you quite shocked by an answer <laughs> John says here, this is the victory that conquers the world, our faith. Now, obviously, we know it's Jesus that has achieved that victory. He's the one who conquered. He's the one in whom we come into and then we overcome. But we can't overlook this statement that our faith is key to us conquering. Because this is the battleground in which all these battles are fought on, is our faith. To win the war, to conquer, it's not about what we do, it's about what we believe. That's why I mentioned earlier how important your faith is and how much we need to hold on to it no matter what, that we don't let it become uh, stale or stagnant but we nurture our faith, that we let it grow and grow and grow and grow because it is vital to us overcoming. And becoming a a conqueror. Proverbs 4.23. Guard your heart. No one else can do that for you. No one can do that for me. I have to guard my heart. Protect my faith at all costs. And I just want to put this out there and just offer it to anyone that needs it. If you have questions that you cannot answer right now about your faith... Just please come and talk to us. Please come and talk to me. I would love to sit down in the Scriptures with you for as long as it takes and look at the Scriptures together and work that out because the Word of God is life to us. Amen. Yes, it is. Don't let it fizzle. Don't let your faith just drift off. But fight for it. Yeah, good. The disciples asked Jesus in John 6, 28 and 29. They say to him, What can we do to perform the works of God? And Jesus replies, this is the work of God that you believe the one that he sent. We know from James that um, belief will always end up in works, should always end up in works. We know that, okay? That if we want to demonstrate our faith, it needs to come out via works. (laughs) But we have to believe And that is ultimately what Christ first requires of us, more than anything else. Believe in the one, that that Jesus is the one that the Father has sent. Believe in him. And belief is important because then all the things that we do from that place of belief are completely spiritual. You know, Rachel and Carl and the team and everyone who goes out on the streets, yes, they go out and they feed people, they give them food, okay but that practical thing is doing something ultimately spiritual it's doing something that leads to something spiritual that's why we're different from any other charity organization that's why we're not just doing good things as the church because actually innately what we're doing is bringing the kingdom of god In Ephesians 6.12, this is where we see this. For our struggle isn't against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So when you're having a coffee with a friend and they tell you about that he could never believe in God because something horrible happened in their family. And as you share the fact that when you were in pain and when you were hurting, God did something and he was comforted you and he helped you and yeah the situation didn't even change but I just knew that he was with me and actually he was the answer to the way out of that situation not the cause of it in the first place do you know what you did you just fired a rocket at a stronghold that the enemy has built up in that person over years and years and years and as you go home and you pray for that person and you pray holy spirit that he does something and he gives them a dream dream or he speaks to them about what you said and they just can't get it off their mind And then you get together next time and all that's been happening in the background. And they just say, so how did you become a Christian? Between conversation one and conversation two, you might think, oh, they weren't even listening. But something spiritual has been taking place in the background because what you were doing was spiritual. So we can't overlook these things because you and I are inherently spiritual now. Be strong in faith. And you know, as we let that faith grow and strengthen, we will become conquerors and then we can help conquer into other people's lives and help the kingdom extend into those places. Finally, I want to say this from Romans 12, uh, sorry. Yeah, from Romans 12, 21. Do not be conquered by evil, but conquer evil with good. And on that point... I just want to say this we are to live totally differently totally differently Mm -hmm. we don't overcome evil with evil we overcome evil with good in revelation 12 verse 19 it says um sorry i think this is romans actually do not take revenge my dear friends but leave room for god's wrath for it is written it's mine to avenge i will repay says the lord We, again, we have to remember that we are spiritual people. We don't need to sort out everything on earth, every grievance, every issue that happens. Actually, we allow God to be judge. We allow him to make the decisions. We allow him to bring Um, vindication we allow him to transform situations we don't try and take vengeance by ourselves we live totally differently in our families in our finances in our in our relationships in our morals our worlds need radical Christians radical Christians who are desperate to see Jesus break in and transform lives and who are willing to pay any cost for that and you know in a horrible, horrible situation like what's going on in Afghanistan right now, it's in those situations where you hear of world-changing faith. Yes. World-changing faith. And if our brothers and sisters there can stand up to persecution and refuse to leave because they need to bring the gospel to their countrymen and women, so they want to see women and children find the gospel of Jesus Christ, then I can stand some ridicule in my office, place. I can stand some ridicule in my college. I can put my job on the line. It doesn't matter. Because Jesus deserves everything. And he needs radical Christians wherever we are. That's how we we remain faithful, you know? Pushing ourselves. Allowing God to move us out of our comfort zone. So that actually, the only thing we have to step onto is him. (laughs) We have to rely entirely on him. And he will find faithful people to the end like that. In Revelation 12, 10 to 13. Incredible, incredible scripture. We have overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. We have overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. But the verse after that, they conquered him By the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, for they did not love their lives to the point of death. I read that scripture through a few times and I I just just sat and thought about it and just read it through. They conquered the Lamb by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, for they did not love their lives to the point of death. And I just, I wondered if the testimony is the fact that they didn't love their lives even unto the death. I wonder if the testimony to the people around, the people around us is the fact that, you know what? Nothing else mattered. All the ridicule, the loss of the job, the challenges we faced for, for sharing our faith. Actually, that was the testimony. That we believed what we believed so passionately, so much, that it didn't stop us doing anything that Jesus asked of us. Yeah. We overcame by his blood and the fact we didn't love our lives even to the death. Yeah. It's just a powerful thought. And, um, and just to say, like, I am not here <laughs> with everything, you know. I know that I have room to grow in all of these areas. Yeah, we all do. We all do. That's right. yeah. But I want to be on that road. <laughs> yeah. I want to become a conqueror. Yeah. I want to be the person that I read in Scripture that I can be. I want to live in the goodness of all that Jesus has already done for me and I want to live in that grace and step forward in all that Jesus has enabled me to do. And I want to be strong in faith. And I want to know who my God really is. And I want more than anything <laughs> to live completely differently to the world around me. And if we, as we do those things, we will become conquerors. Amen with rewards in abundance offered for us and this isn't to be a pressure this is to be exciting because this is the journey we're on together and so i'm just going to finish in prayer and i just if you would like to respond with me to this if you want to rise to the call (laughs) that i feel god has challenged me with again as i've read through these scriptures why why don't we stand stand together to say, Jesus, I, I want to be radical for you in every way that I possibly can. Jesus, I pray that you would just see your people right now, that you would see our hearts, and I want to thank you that you come with grace and grace and grace and grace for us. Lord, you never ask us to do anything that we're not capable of. Lord, you never ask us to step out into something that you have not gone before us in. Jesus you have power you have glory you have might you have an abundance of all that we need to be more than conquerors through Christ Jesus but thank you Lord that you have partnered with us in that and you have allowed us to make the decision for ourselves and so Lord we just say here we are Lord we want to be those who conquer Lord, we want to be those who hear the words, well done, good and faithful servant. And we know, Lord, that that will look different in the different places and spheres that we represent. But Jesus, we want to be able to lay our heads on our pillows every night and just say, Jesus, everything we've done today has been for you. That, Lord, we didn't step back when we should have stepped forward. That, Lord, we were radical in every way. Lord, even if sometimes that looks the same as other people and what other people are doing, but yet it's spiritual because you have made us spiritual people. Jesus, equip us, strengthen us, Holy Spirit, fill us again so that we might overflow into the world for you, Jesus, and transform the world around us. Thank you, Lord, that you come with empowering. And Jesus, we just say... We want to serve you because we love you and we bless you. Lord, we come with a fear of you, not because of anything other than that you are awesome and mighty. You are King of kings and Lord of lords. And we come humbly before you. And we say we love you, we bless you. And we say thank you, Lord, that you are good and that you welcome us with open arms because of the blood of Jesus. Jesus, we love you, we adore you, and we thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Thanks for joining us today. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching.